Hey folks, this is Gabriel saving Cindy the first time. I had just arrived in town, the Chicagoland area, I should say, where I stayed every year for about six months. I would usually get there around March, and depending on the season, I would leave anywhere from October to the end of November. This season, however, was going to be a little different. No more Tracy. And business was still such I needed an office manager. We had so much business, I had to come up with an office manager. And Renee wanted the job. And she would have been loyal and very professional. I was thinking, when we go to dinner, I'll ask her. It was a hard job, but she had experience in her father's trucking company. And Tracy, through the years, made it look easy. Like anything you do a thousand times over and over, you just get good at it. Or you stop doing it and go on to something else. Well, this year, no Tracy. What to do, I thought. I had to be out there with the men. At the time, I had five crews, and they needed me out there. Even if it was a half hour to motivate them to dig in the hot sun or the rain or the freezing cold, you know, they needed me to motivate the men. The crew chiefs, no problem, but they didn't know when I was coming. So they would always be on their toes. I could just magically appear in the driveway of the backyard and see if anybody was messing up, you know. And I always made a point to make it out there. You know, after I saw the men off, I'd go work out, shower at the club, and then... So they knew my routine, but they didn't know who I was going to first. And this was every day. So they didn't know who was going to be first or last. And I had Bob to contend with. He'd be living with me this season. I was dating his daughter, Sandra, and he... The problem with me is I had become a father and a husband, and I was too much of a gentleman. I didn't know, you know, how to ask for things ignorantly. I would just be the consummate uh, gentleman, 
And if it happened, it happened, but I wasn't going to initiate it, you know. And the thing about Bob is he didn't know we were dating, but he had an idea. You see, Tracy and I had been doing this for about 10 years now, and we would go to one of two complexes each season, whoever had an open apartment was the one we would go to. When I was with Tracy, by now I was good friends with both owners of the apartment buildings, and they've saved my tomato a lot of times. They would always compete to get my business because they knew, A, I paid ahead of time, and whatever's left over, I'd give them six months, and whatever left over, they got to pocket that. I would just pay it up front. B, they never had a problem with me, and C, if they needed something fixed, I was always there to fix it for them for free. Or I'd have my men do it for me for free. And they would enjoy doing it because that meant they didn't have to be out in that hot sun. It became somewhat of a competition between the two different complexes. They'd always ask me to come stay at their complex, please. Or the other owner would say, come stay with us. And to keep everyone happy, I would alternate them through the years, you know, to keep them both happy. This one season, I stayed at the apartment of... Well, she had become my friend through the years and her wife, and they owned it about 20 apartment units, you know, and they always made sure that they would have one two-bedroom apartment for me when I got there. Between you and me, folks, I really liked the setup there and the smell of the fast food place. It was called Brown's Chicken, Fried Chicken. And when you got home from a hard day's work in the summer, that would permeate through like a block or two, the smell of that cooking in the grease. And you just had to experience it to appreciate it. Why am I saying that? I'm glad you asked. On the other side of the fence where the co apartment complex was located for uh, this particular complex, um, there was this fast food place. And then the busy street that got us to the highways right away, which was convenient. And believe me, 
we knew all the Chicagoland areas like the back of our hand. And so on my crew chiefs did too. I trusted them. They had to go through hell to gain my respect. And once they did, even if they screwed up, I would I would be on the side of them because that's how loyal I was. If they wanted to fire somebody, I wouldn't ask twice. I don't want to know why you said it's the, you need to fire them. I'm not going to get in your way. Fire them. I'll get you another guy. I got a couple guys that are Pac-Man. You'll know what that is later. And the meeting place was right across the street from the Brown's Chicken Place uh, in the shopping mall parking lot. So it was so convenient for the men. They, they would, in the morning, I'd meet them, give them the paperwork, and then they would drive, drop off their men when they were done for the day at the mall, parking lot, and then they would drive one block to turn in the paperwork into the uh, apartment. And the lady knew everything, and they were very respectful. They had to turn in their um, transit and their paperwork. And now you know... (laughs) Okay, I would call a month ahead and say, would it be all right if you had one open in, say, March? And she would say, don't worry about it. I'll make it happen for you, Gabe. And I would then say, how much do you need up front? Don't worry about it. You're good for it, and I know you are. And besides, I'll know where you live. And she used to use that same joke every season. (laughs) She was cool. I really liked her and her wife and her kid. You know, it was nice. I would, later in the years, that was my family, you might say, because Well, that's another episode. They were good people. She was really, she and her wife were good people. Normally, tracing the kids and I would drive across country every year so we all could be together in the vehicle because we knew what was coming It was going to be long, hard days on Tracy and I and the kids. So we were able to spend some quality time with the girls. Not this year, however. This was the year I had had enough of Tracy's lies and Tracy's deception and her Many, many infidelities. 
This was the time I went to Texas to climb trees for Randall. And you know, the last thing I wanted to do was climb trees, folks. I was getting old. You know, that's a young man's business. And if you've listened to other episodes, you know what happened there. We drove up the van in a van that I had bought while I was in Texas. And I had my Ford Ranger truck. I loved it. It was my favorite. And the van broke down in Springfield. Once we got to town, and that's saving Renee, you'll get it, and putting all this together. Once we got to town, however, we had to wait in this one roach-infested apartment that I had found until she, my lady, had my apartment ready for us. We were early, see, I just wanted out of Texas. I should have been more patient because I, for Burville, jumped into the fire from the frying frying pan, right? Oh, well, I learned a valuable lesson. But I couldn't stand it. After a while, I had to leave early. But... I couldn't tell the owner that I was being a baby or a spoiled brat, and I wanted to leave Texas early. So we stayed a month and a half, maybe a month. It was all a blur in this one apartment, and you know the story about saving Renee, like I said. Once we got to the real apartment, we, honest to God, I bombed my all my clothes and all my stuff. I bombed it and rebombed it and washed my van out that I was using. And Renee settled in with her mother, if you've been listening. Soon I settled into my bedroom. The and I set it up office slash bedroom. Bob took the smaller bedroom because he didn't have an office, you know. That's the only reason I would have given him the big one. I didn't care. It's just I lay my head there, you know, which I failed to tell you also. He also brought, (laughs) okay, don't get excited. These pills make me overemphasize my excitement, folks. I apologize. But I did forget to tell you, he also brought his pet squirrel with him. Yes, squirrel. Like with the rat with the fuzzy tail. Okay. That's right. I said a real live squirrel that he had raised from a baby. It had fallen out of a tree while Randall was cutting it down. And, of course, Bob was supervising. And he saw the squirrel and picked it up, and the rest is history. Anyways, Bob adopted it, and 
It stayed on his shoulder every day, all day. He had pee-pee and poo-poo on his shoulder. And can you tell I'm a dad? Okay. Except for when he went to work, I refused to let him be unprofessional, you know, around me. This was my business, and I wasn't going to allow that. You know, it was attention-getter, and Bob loved the attention. I felt like I was on the high seas with a, without a, a parrot. The pirate had a squirrel. Oh, brother, this was my life. <laughs> oh, boy, you know, you got to roll with the punches and you got to make lemonade out of lemons all the time. Otherwise, you're doomed. I would go to my storage. I would pick up enough for one crew, get one crew started with all the crew chiefs, from what was from last year, we still had installs that we always told them we'd give them 30% off if they did it next season when we get back. And they explained it to them. You know, we're only here for so long. So, and I wanted to work with the crew chiefs for the first week. And... So they did it my way and remembered how I wanted a refresher course. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. We can't accept uh, any food from you. No, ma'am. I I can't use your restroom. I have to leave. We weren't allowed to use the restroom. We weren't allowed to accept any food from them. Because, hey, my wife made you sandwiches for everyone, or I went to Subway and bought everyone sandwiches. At least you could do is move this five yards of dirt that you've created up to the front. No, no. Every, anything extra costs extra. We never had a problem with employment. And, oh, let me tell you. So as the job started coming in and started getting booked, they would start branching off the crew chiefs into their separate crews. And we never, like I said, had a problem with employment because everybody knew that I was coming and they made their life around me. And the time span that I would be there. Yep, I paid well. Some of them would go back to cooking, bartending, bus boys, whatever. You know, whatever they were doing. But when I came to town, the word was out. The Spanish people knew, and the word was out, and the... uh white people knew it was just amazing just amazing how they would find me well they knew i was in one or two places 
okay? And they knew the number. I kept the number all the time year-round, you know, my business line. Anyways, they call in about March. When you come in, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And the customer was always right. I don't want to hear excuses. If you go out and got drunk last night, I don't tolerate excuses. I actually made a list of excuses and you just give me a number because that's all. Whatever that number was, was the excuse they were giving me. I didn't have time for their BS. I didn't have time to listen to their long story. I had men to get out that really wanted to make money. I mean, nobody, nobody wanted to have me on their case because then they knew what was next and they'd be out. You know, it took a lot of for me to gain their trust and they never wanted to lose that. In order to earn my trust, they had to start at the bottom and work their way up. And these crew chiefs would be equivalent to a captain or colonel, you know, something like that. And they worked hard to get that, you know. And so along with the tools that I got from the storage shed, I also got all my household goods. I had everything ready to go in this um, four blank walls, and within 24 hours, my crew chiefs and I would put the house together, and I would buy the beer for them, But and I wouldn't pay them. You know why? They knew they'd make it up, and I paid that good. They didn't even want any money, you know, and they'd step me up in the apartment and it was set up perfectly. And remember, this complex, every single year, was the exact same layout. Two bedrooms, one kitchen, one front room, one bath. The same every year. So even my crew chiefs knew where everything went from. You know, I wouldn't let them hang around. And it, at first... If it's a new crew chief, he'd say, why can't I hang around with you? I said, can I go to your house and hang out? Well, uh, yeah, no, but you can't do that here. You're working right now. So, I mean, we would, I would take them out sometimes, which you'll hear about. If you listen to uh, Michael Jordan's restaurant, I would take them out and let them all get drunk and, and you know, drive them back and make sure they got home all right, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then I started calling my pool stores to make sure that we were still on the same page for the season. 
Hey, Ma, please be quiet. I'm trying to do a podcast down here. This will be part one.